Started off with Tyler Bischoff from ESPN Radio. Next pitch of Tatis swung on high drive to left field. Myers looks up, Peralta looks up, it's gone! Home run for Fernando Tatis Jr. and the Padres have a 2-0 lead. Swung on, driven to center field. Peralta going back, he's at the wall, he looks up, it is gone! Home run for Eric Hosmer, his 11th of the season, and that put the Padres up 6-1 in the 7th. Do you think they've slayed the dragon and now it's just a matter of, uh, of cooking up some, some supper? Being a little sarcastic and having a little fun here. Just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. Ed doesn't even get bothered by Padre highlights anymore. Now when the Dodgers win, what do I care? Oh, man. Disaster. Don't sleep on if you don't sleep on Zay Jones, don't sleep on the Cardinals. Two and a half now. Oh boy. You oh, told boy. me yesterday it's going to be the Reds. You know it's weird. They're only half game against the Padres, but it must be scheduling. You know this stuff about the numbers. They have the. Uh, Playoff possibilities for the Reds are like fifty six percent, and the Padres only like twenty eight. Yeah, still, it's like, I, well, that has I, to be scheduling. Why would you? How would you even know that? I don't know if it's still true, but as of two weeks ago, the Reds had the easiest remaining schedule in the National League, and, and the, the Padres, Padres had, had the, the toughest. Hardest. Okay, so that has to be it. now that was two weeks ago. That might have changed a little right. bit, but it presumably the Padres still have a really. You were tough still staying schedule. with the Reds. Yeah, I still think the Reds are yeah. going to end up making it. So I hope you're right. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's the Padres. No, I hope you're right because then you'll give me a hard time when the Dodgers lose the one game that said, no, 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 you wanted the Reds over the Padres making. Uh, no, no, I want, the, I want to watch you before <laughs> the Padres and Dodgers play. Regardless of the actual outcome of that game, I just want to experience. Yeah, we need a face cam. Ed Graney, one game okay. playoff. The Dodgers season might be over at the hands of the Padres. I can't believe I'm telling you this, but I have to be completely honest. Last night, uh, I was cutting some papers up for work. I was doing these... Um, I do weird things with stats for the Raiders for when I'm covering them. And I cut, I wanted to do the blue scissors, but I grabbed the orange ones and I started cutting when the, the Braves hit back-to-back homers. And I was cursing myself for picking up the wrong colored scissors because that's what happened in the game. And I'm hearing it in the background. And I said, I knew, I knew I should have taken the blue scissors. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just, that's a, what goes through. There's a lot through. to get to here. There's a lot to get to here. Okay. That's what so, goes through so my house have actually, on a nightly basis. Okay. So first off. You have two colored scissors. <laughs> you're really that worried about the color oh. of the scissors. No. And is it because orange is like the Giants color and no. blue is the Dodgers color? No, the orange scissors are better scissors. So I wanted them, but I picked the wrong color. Right, right, right. But I'm saying in your head, you think the scissors are the reason the Braves hit two home runs. Oh, absolutely. Is no, it, that's what I'm getting to. Is it because of the color and blue is the Dodgers color, or is it because no. in the past you have been using the orange scissors? I use the orange scissors far more. And the Dodgers gave up runs yes. or something. Has that ever happened before? Or did you just <laughs> randomly last night associate? No, I associated Bra- okay. last night. And by the way, when it was 5-3, my poor wife, she, she Every night she goes, oh, my God, when is the season over? I'm like, we're not even to the playoffs yet. <laughs> Last night I go, they needed to win. She goes, oh, they advance? I go, advance to what? They got 30 games left. She almost passed out. She goes, oh, my God. Last night when it's 5-3, I go into the room because I'm pacing. She goes, this is actually funny. I got to give her credit. Because like a year ago, for some reason, I wouldn't take off my hat because they were winning so well, oh, so much. God. So last night she's like, why don't you put your hat on? <laughs> <laughs> so she's obviously bought into I'm completely out of my mind with this stuff. Okay, second thing to unpack here. What are you cutting out? Oh, I cut out like uh, facts I write down for column ideas, and then you, I cut them cut out and them kind of paste. Yeah, I do Out that. of where? 
out of my head, all my notes that I write. So I, I, I cut them out. It's a, it's a weird situation I do with ideas that come to my head on columns, but I put them in a certain book. So I kind of cut them. I, I have a weird. Uh, Jared's nodding his head like no, this. No, Jared makes sense. gets what I'm doing. Yeah, you're, you're to- cutting out your own handwriting my notes, from a yes. notebook. Yes. And you're. Putting putting, it in. I have a notebook that has nothing but ideas for columns and for but like compelling stories. His actual lines. notebook is like he's writing like stuff for a story, and then he'll randomly have an idea. Oh, that might be a good column. Right. He'll put that down too, and he'll just and I just cut keep, it out. But he'll keep writing like yeah, other right. things. Like, but you cut it out and then you glue it. No, into no this other? Uh, tape. I've done it forever though. I've done it why, for like twenty years. Can I years. ask why you wouldn't just write it in the other notebook? Because it's on yellow legal paper and i just want to have it in my own book i mean it's about my it's all my ideas of columns that come in my head i've done it for like it's, 20 years right but but why why cut it out of one notebook because that's it to what i've done rather for than 20 just write years. it in the other no i just because i've done it for 20 years and i like my orange also, scissors so why do you care also he's already written it once why would he write it again i mean because you don't good. have to own scissors listen tape. i own two pairs of scissors and last night had i gotten the right color they wouldn't have hit back to back over also so why don't you worry about that i will say that there's uh the, there is a tactile like association with thought where yes. maybe the idea Absolutely. of like maybe the actual action of cutting it out allows him to yep, keep thinking, reformulate yep. right. no no i get that because that's how i learn things but okay. i learn it by writing them so like for me if i went and wrote it a second time that's in my memory if i cut it out i'm not remembering that it just sounds different. very weird to me i'm surprised jared took your side on how this. old how old are you 27 29 Cool. Okay, twenty nine. So when Jesus you're nine, Christ, I started. I'm this. old. At, I, I so hear I mean, you. it's just it's it's one of those things. No, that's, that's what when, I. When I was nine, I it didn't make any sense. That well, you were doing when it. you were nine, you said there's yeah. some idiot in San Diego with scissors right now, typing and cutting stuff out. Wait, you were nine. You thought your teachers were giants. <laughs> yes, so. they were. They were huge. You <laughs> yeah, kidding me? that then you beat they were them like later. five eights. <laughs> then you beat them at the grocery store at eighteen, and you go, huh. Mr. Spaulding, very short. So I shouldn't tell you also last night. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. When it's close in the ninth, Trining comes in. (laughs) Trining comes in because Kenley can't pitch because he pitched two straight days. By by the way, I don't know why he pitched on Sunday. You didn't have to say two straight days. We know your opinion that Kenley (laughs) can't pitch. They get two on. Freddie Freeman's up. I think Freddie Freeman's up. Anyway, I pause it. I always pause and then repause. So I pause if it's not going well. Take a little walk around the house. Maybe put the hat on. Come back. When I hit play... I hit the direct TV thing like four straight times, close the eyes, close the ears. And then when it, I hear the boop, boop, because it's reached the end, I open my eyes and I think that it'll be better. They'll have gotten it out. And it happened last night, trying and got the guy out. And then I had to rewind it to watch the out. Oh, boy. I, <laughs> I cannot wait until like randomly during like the NLDS or something that the, the Shih Tzu jumps on his lap and there's like a walk-off home run. And so that he is running around the house during the next game going, Come here! Where's the dog? <laughs> I say these things in the radio, and it's not a surprise to me. I get these random emails from uh, local doctors in town <laughs> saying, uh, you know, we offer two-for-one sessions. <laughs> I, uh, would I, you like to come in on Tuesday? I've pitched that idea before, but apparently marriage counselors don't need the business. Apparently marriages are bad enough, but I'd love the idea of having a weekly, oh, a weekly session <laughs> with you two. I go much deeper than just needing a marriage counselor. She'll 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 hold on with me. Do I need to be involved? I think it's just Ed and the Dodgers over here that we need the therapy <laughs> for. A marriage counselor, like hey, she'll hold on with me. It's been too long for her to you know make the move. Would, would, would it be you and the? <laughs> I mean, it's been too long to make the move. Where's she going now? 
She has all the money. <laughs> that's well. See, that's a good point. If she moved on, I would be completely out of luck because I wouldn't have a dime in my name. You would be the guy that's like, "Why is there a string that opens and closes your fridge?" <laughs> I uh, am going this weekend. That's an actual. I have. A, I have a friend who gets divorced, <laughs> and he uses his, his refrigerator is held together with rope. Can he reach it from his lawn chair in his living room? Yeah, his lawn chair. He's got an inflatable raft in his living room. <laughs> I am going this weekend to San Diego. Nice, nice. Going to all three Padres Astros games. Oh, they're back in San Diego? Yes. Okay. And right. my girlfriend is going with me. Okay. She's going to all three. She's wonderful, but yeah. she's dreading it. <laughs> but she goes to sporting events with you all the time. She hates baseball. She does not oh, like the last baseball. Yeah, she, it's just boring to her. Like she, she likes going to Golden Knights games. She likes going she to basketball lights games. games. Right? Yeah, she goes to lights games. She likes soccer. Yeah. She does not like baseball. She well, it's agreed be a long to, weekend for her. She agreed to go because she's like, well, I'll just read during them. So she's gonna take her little Kindle and sit down and read the whole time. You mean so she wouldn't like just hang out and go around San Diego to shops and stuff and see San Diego at some point by herself? Yeah. No. 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 She's she's too paranoid to travel around a cities that she's not familiar with by herself she thinks she'll get kidnapped you're leaving friday yeah we're leaving friday going to all three games wow it's gonna be great she but she is not looking forward to it because like last night well not if she doesn't like baseball no no well not that part she's she's more worried that i'm gonna be in a bad mood if the astros lose while we're like on a vacation uh because like last night brooks Rayleigh gives up a two-run home run and dusty baker's a moron for bringing him in and they go behind against the mariners and i smacked the little dog ramp we have and I just hear from upstairs. Was the dog on it? No, no, no. <laughs> I just hear from upstairs. Why don't you shut the TV off? Really? Yeah. She knew what had happened. Yeah. She knew something had happened. Well, she knew I was downstairs watching the Astros, and I made a loud noise. And so, can you imagine? Okay, marriage counselors had... of Las Vegas, if you're listening, I was going to say I, we need counseling for Ed and the Dodgers and Tyler and the Astros. The Bucks won, so I, I got nothing right now. <laughs> can you imagine if we had those two get together? I mean, I think. I think I might win the battle because I'm worried about scissors oh, colors. Uh, and... Yes. I don't have the paranoia. I I will just like randomly cuss while she's upstairs and she'll be like, let's calm down. It's, it's just a baseball game. You are over here. Like, Hey, you might want to put the hat on and use the right scissors. Like I actually sent you guys last night and, and I was right. Wasn't I, I, their lineup last night can win the world series. Why bump Bellinger's out. And your that lineup, lineup can win the World Series. Your it's very good. Lineup can win the World Series with Bellinger in it. Yeah, that that's literally yeah. most the teams have a bad hitter. <laughs> the Astros have the most runs in baseball. Their catcher hits every game. Is hitting like one seventy four. Jason Hayward was a large part of the <laughs> Cubs winning, breaking a hundred and something year curse. Dude batted one ninety. Yeah. Don't need an all star at all eight spots in the order. Although you have, you have although, all stars Although there's at almost like a all-star every You yeah. do. Um, anyway, we'll see tonight. <laughs> the 2015 <laughs> Royals, you aren't. I'll give you that. That's the other thing last night. She's like, they're playing again tomorrow night, aren't they? I said, they play almost every day. Every day. She's just depressed. It's She's great. Just, I'm taking, I'll take her to Boulder City. When you're in San Diego this week, we'll go to Boulder City. But I, it's, they're playing the Giants. I got to get out of town. Oh, boy. You thinking, I mean, I got to get somewhere where there's no televisions. I, 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 I mean, I can't watch those games. We do have one bit of Raiders news. Oh, Isaiah Johnson yes. is being waived. Yes. A fourth round pick in 2019 is not going to make the 53 man roster. But that is, our, I'm a little surprised. That is the only player I've seen so far 
that's been an, uh, for the Raiders that's been reported as being uh, cut or waived. We haven't seen any other reports other than Isaiah Johnson. So the Raiders are going to wind up on the so practice. That guy's going to wind up on the practice squad. Now too. they have seventy nine players. <laughs> yes, don't they have to cut? They got to cut like, a lot. Johnny, you have till one p.m. Yeah. Pacific. Start yeah. cutting people. But yeah, I, may, I mean, uh, we're on the West Coast, so maybe it's a little, you don't want to cut somebody at six thirty in hey. the morning, but. I do my cutting after lunch. Yeah. I I just thought we would have a few cuts during the show, and all we've gotten is one so far in Isaiah Johnson. We asked the uh, team yesterday because, you know, I don't know, it was a paper. We have to be worried when these come out to write about it. And we're like, well, the the deadline's 1 o'clock, so when can we get it? And the answer back was... Could be really quick at one, or it could be really, really late. I'm like, well, what's that mean? Why, why could it be? Late? I don't know. I don't know. Like, you have to do it. I think the league has to have your list by one. That's right. the deadline. So I don't know what's happening out there because yeah. I'm like, well, don't make it really, really late because we have to write about this stuff. Though, <laughs> I mean, but yeah, he said that was the answer back. Could be at one o'clock. I, I guess the answer was in past years it's been at one o'clock and it's been really, really late. And I'm like. I don't get the really, really late part. Hey, I'm curious. Why would it be late? Because it's not like a trade that has to be finalized no, you just, and approved you, by the league. You just cut You players. send the league. This is who we just <laughs> cut, right? Because I think I am I have to believe all the teams get the list because then there's moves. Right, because then you, you can go pick someone up. Yeah. You can put a practice squad or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I'm hoping for one o'clock. If Isaiah Johnson's the only guy at nine thirteen has been cut, I'm not happy because I don't think it's going to be one o'clock. All right, coming up next, it's Bischoff's briefs, and now it's time to give away tickets to go see the funniest comedian in Hawaii, Augie T. He is coming to Las Vegas to Comedy Works. We have tickets for his show on September fourth. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. If you want to go see Augie T at Comedy Works, 702-364-1100. We will take caller number four. Bischoff's Briefs. I wanted you to see these player evaluations that you asked me to do. Bischoff's Briefs. I asked you to do three. Yeah. Bischoff's briefs. To evaluate three players. Yeah. How many did you do? Bischoff's briefs. 47. Okay. Actually, 51. I don't know why I lied just then. Congratulations to Mark. He won a pair of tickets to go see Augie T at Comedy Works. Make sure you stay tuned. A little bit later in the show, we're going to have tickets to UNLV and Eastern Washington to give away so if you want to go watch the season opener for unlv we got tickets for you today's bischoff's briefs is mainly just me being annoyed about a few things first off i'm going to give you a houston astros annoyance a dusty baker annoyance they traded isn't for- that what we did the last yes. yeah yeah no no they traded for kendall graveman kendall graveman has the lowest era of any relief pitcher in baseball this year he is their eighth inning setup man because the astros actually have a decent closer too Last night, they had a one-run lead in the eighth inning, and they did not use Kendall Graveman. Uh, They used a different reliever. Now, that reliever did strike out the side. Very good inning from him. And then they went to their closer. Dusty Baker, when asked why they used Ryan Stanek instead of Kendall Graveman, Dusty Baker said, well, Stanek was already warm. Okay. (laughs) Who's in charge of telling the relievers to get loose? Dusty Baker is. (laughs) So he used a worse pitcher because he didn't tell the better pitcher to get ready. I, 
I feel your pain. Believe I don't me, understand. I feel your pain. I don't understand the logic there. It blew me away. Like, he wasn't in the game, was annoying in, at the first place. And then the logic being, well, the other guy was already loose. So I we just brought pain. him in. It's like, what are you doing? Unbelievable. So Dusty Baker, I don't know what's happening with that bullpen. Now, the Oakland A's. We talked yesterday a lot about uh, what Dave Cavill has said recently. They've been back in Vegas. They keep giving us a lot of sort of nothing, but hey, it's a positive. We like Vegas. People like us and all this. While in Oakland, they're trying to get more money out of either the county or the state or the city or somebody, anybody that's willing to give them money. They're trying to get another about $360 million out in Oakland to build their ballpark. But here's one thing that annoyed me. Mick Akers wrote a story where he talked to Dave Cavill. And here's a quote Dave Cavill gave. To understand, talking about Las Vegas, by the way, not Oakland, to understand more about the economy or the community community and the direction in which it's going, the diversification of the economy and what sports means. And that word diversification, diversification of the economy is, is what's bothering the hell out of me. Because if we go back in time to your favorite SNTIC meetings, Ed, yes, <laughs> this same argument got brought up. For why giving $750 million to build the Raiders a stadium was a good idea. And people said it would diversify the economy. Now, let me ask you this. What's Las Vegas's main form of economy here? Well, gaming. Tourism. Tourism, tourism gaming. Right. Tur- yeah, tourism yes. gaming. We get we get tourists to show yes, up. To- that's how that's why this city exists. That's why right. most of the people in this city have a job. Is it something to do with Tourism. People are here. You got to work the hotels or work the tables or whatever, or drive a cab to get them around. That's why most people have the jobs here is tourism. Diversifying the economy here would be adding some sort of field or industry that has nothing to do with tourism. So that'd be coding. Yeah. Or medical or somehow education or even just like factories and warehouses, whatever. It'd be something that is not reliant on tourism. We should build a factory. Right. Like, you need jobs that are not reliant on tourism if you're going right. to diversify the economy. Because the problem with Las Vegas as an economy is anytime there's some sort of recession, expendable income goes away for Americans, and they don't come here anymore. And that's when Las Vegas gets hit hard, right? So you need different types of economy that are not related to tourism. It happened with the Raiders. Dave Cobble sounds like he's trying to make the same argument again. Bringing a sports team to Vegas on the basis that it will bring in more tourists is not diversifying the economy in Las Vegas. It is diversifying the tourism in Las Vegas. There are more events or different types of events for people to come to, but it is not diversifying the actual economy in Vegas because at the end of the day, it's still relying on tourism to make this city go. And that is not diversifying economy. Somehow the Raiders got away with it. Somehow we let the Raiders argue that building a stadium to attract tourism would diversify the tourist economy that is Las Vegas. And now Dave Cobble is trying to do the same thing. And it's it's it blows me away that people are that dumb. That how can that even how can anybody say that out loud and anybody else nod their head and say, yeah, we agree with that. That'll diversify our economy because people want another team. Then just say that. Then they, no, they, they they'll <laughs> buy into anything he says. If it, if in their minds it believes the Oakland A's will come here, just say, "Hey, it'd be cool if we had a baseball team." 
That, we'll give you we'll would, give you five hundred million dollars. At least you're not lying. It might be a bad. Oh, I don't know if they're lying. I just don't know if they get it like you do. Can we get it? I think there's people out there who wouldn't even see that word and even realize what you're saying. I no, seriously. You got to be dumb not to realize it. Okay, this is a whole other show. Because <laughs> if we start talking about that, <laughs> we might go over the time at ten o'clock. I'm just so perplexed why we want the A's. Like, like, even if you're going to make the argument, we want a baseball team. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. We can do better than the A's, right? Jared, it's still people just we, – we got hockey and right. we got Bad. football. Uh, football, they want baseball. Right? We still have people that are in that realm of, ooh, Las Vegas wants anything. Right. They want basketball. Right. No, no, we NBA. do want basketball. If you, if you actually I'm, like – But I'm saying you go back eight years, eight, nine years from now, when there was no major professional sports here – it was oh god anybody who wants anybody to coming Vegas, it was always hockey will be the first in who's just, the first just in just give us something and that's still sort of the mindset even though we already have the raiders and the golden knights no we don't need the a's we probably shouldn't even want the a's because they spend 17 dollars on their yes, roster that's right. why i'm saying i right. don't want the a's so Can, like you're you're right give me the but rangers we're still in the realm of oh my god vegas can get something we got to get it we got to go get it now even if it's a bad organization an organization you don't want I we mean, still hell, wins a little they do. I mean, they, they are win. I mean, very, they're not, very yeah. efficient team yeah. in terms Done of by September. Yeah, yeah, not spending money, but Would actually okay. putting a competent yeah. team on the field. They're very good at it. Yes, they're not going to win the World Series. No, and if they come here and you love a player who they brought up and drafted and came through the minors, he's traded as soon as his second yes. contract. If he's any good, year. yes, if he's any good, or he's just not being resigned. They let Marcus Simeon walk, and he signed a one-year deal for. 12 million with yeah. Toronto. He's the best second baseman in <laughs> baseball this year. He's going to be paid a lot more. Yes. And the, the A's couldn't match one year, 12 million. That's not even a lot in baseball, but they have free soda. <laughs> it's a big step for them. Hey, that was uh that was a one, like that was a deal that, that may have ran out. Like, that's right. That's true. That was a, that, that was, was the only day. That was, that was the big ago. David justice thing. You got to pay for soda. Welcome to Oakland. That's a trade a long time ago. Ed. I think that I think they only got three years worth of free exactly. soda on that, not twenty. Years. Now it's right Once back he left. To... Well, it's back to a dollar a soda. <laughs> uh, think about that mid-season. Suddenly, you're like, wait, it was a dollar at the beginning of the season. Yeah, it's a dollar fifty. Yeah, now. yeah but we got five thousand people to show for the Yankees, so now it's a buck fifty. How are we going to pay for Marcus Simeon? Well, we can start charging the players two dollars <laughs> for the soda. For soda. Hey, guys, all right, so you know how we don't – we we have, like, certain treatments for your injuries. You will now be charged $20 a treat. <laughs> Here comes the massage therapist. She's $50. He's $50. Any tips you guys were going to give to any of these people, they're going yeah. straight into the owner's pocket because we got to pay for a player that you guys want to keep so badly. All right, coming up next, John Sassenti joins the show. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Greeny and Tyler Bischoff. Joining us now, Executive Director of the Las Vegas Bowl is John Sassenti. John, how are you this morning? Jonathan? <laughs> Good morning, fellas. How are you? What's up? Uh, so, all right, you got BYU and Arizona coming up this weekend. Are we expecting a sellout for this game? I'll tell you what, we're getting close. Um, I was actually talking to our friends up in Salt Lake the other day because they – they were, they were running stories in there about how BYU holds the record here in Las Vegas for the largest sporting event, the largest team sporting event in the, in the history of the state of Nevada uh, when we had them years ago out at Sam Boyd Stadium for Las Vegas Bowl. 
And so they were trying to get the BYU fans all fired up to come down here and, and break their own record um, for, for, for this game on September 4th. John, as you've gone through these and, um, you know, offshoots to your Las Vegas Bowl uh, this year, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, December 30th, Big Ten versus Pac-12. Um, as you've gone through these, what's been the interest level with Allegiant from these Power Fives that uh, would like to come in and kind of play these one-offs in terms of getting their fans to Vegas? Well, it, 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 tremendous. I, this, this, and this started a couple years ago when they first announced that the stadium was going to be uh, was going to be happening and it was going to be built. And uh, all of a sudden, we were we were having conversations with all of these uh, Power Five athletic directors and, and 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 administrators that they they wanted to come to Las Vegas for two reasons. One, uh, they 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 knew that the stadium was going to be fantastic and it gave them an opportunity to play on the highest stage. But two is the destination. Anytime you can play one of these neutral site games at a tremendous destination that your fans want to travel to, that your teams want to travel to, uh, they, they were all about it. The, the, quite frankly, the, the biggest challenge that we've had is just finding holes in people's schedules. Um, as, as, as you guys both know very well, college football schedules uh, a long time out, um, you know, years and years in advance, so finding holes in the schedules and making them jive with TV rights deals has been the biggest challenge, but the good thing is we, 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 we've announced a couple and we're working on a few more. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll see them start trickling in more and more. Yeah. I'm looking forward to you guys announcing like an Alabama, Oklahoma game in 2042. Well, I guess they'll be in the same conference. Then I got to pick yeah. a different team, Alabama, Michigan. Yeah. I'd just schedule them like 25 years in advance. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, we did announce USC and, and LSU. I don't know if you guys saw yes. that the other day. Oh, uh, we we saw it. It was good timing. The day after the alliance announcement came out, and said we're not playing the SEC. And they said, "Yeah, LSU's playing USC." What did you think about? I I assume you knew the alliance announcement was coming. And what are your thoughts on the alliance? Because you you have a bowl now that deals with an SEC and you know some conferences that aren't big SEC fans. Now, does that bother you in terms of what happened with the alliance and what happened with your future scheduling, or do you think you can convince people? Look, this is one game. It's an allegiance. It's in Las Vegas. It's a little different than you might be thinking about playing each other. Yeah, well, well, what did the what did the alliance really tell us? I don't think we got a whole lot out of that. I mean, we, we know that there, there there's nothing writing. It was a handshake deal. They were going to work together um, to to align what they were trying to do. I don't think that changes anything in in our world. Um, you know, I, we our conference contracts run through 2025, so we're set there. Um, I know I know that the SEC loves having a, a West Coast game. I know the Big Ten loves having another West Coast game outside of the Rose Bowl. Um, and, and listen, the, the reason that this deal came about is everybody wanted a little bit more flexibility and, and, and the ability to create unique matchups around bowl season. And, and that's why we went with the three conference deal as opposed to just two straight up. But, but, but listen, we, we were scheduled to announce that thing a couple months prior. Uh, we had a hold up on TV rights deals. Uh, then we, we, we were ready to go five different times. And, and quite frankly, we delayed it by another two days this time because of the Alliance announcement. We yeah. didn't want to be right on top of it the same day. But, but, uh, but we had to get it out eventually. Us here at the press box, we're really hoping you saw the Alliance announcement, then you just called the two schools and say, let's get this over the 20 next 24 hours so we can just have uh, that, that kind of timing. You're telling us it happened before that. Uh, we, we had this deal done long before that. Uh, John, I'm curious, and, and granted it might be on hold now because the SEC is expanding and the other conferences might want to pull the reins back on college football playoff expansion, 
But where do you think Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas fit right now as far as being a potential uh, stadium that would host a college, an expanded college football playoff, assuming they need more venues? Yeah, I, I, I don't know where, where we would stand with an expanded college football playoff because there's so many different things that are, that are tied to that. I think, I think where, we'll see, um, where, where we'll see some movement first, quite frankly, is I, I think we'll see a college football national championship announced here in Las Vegas uh, before we see any kind of college football playoff expansion announcement in Las Vegas. Uh, I think there's a lot of questions to be answered on that playoff, uh, questions that, are, that, are, that, are, that, that, that don't include me or don't involve me. Um, but but I, think it's, I think it's just a matter of, of when we get the, uh, the national championship here. And I, I think it'll be in the next, next few years, to be honest with you. Tell us, okay, you're not going to say, well, you're going to, hopefully you'll answer, but we're not saying John's essentially saying this. We'll say we're saying this. You have the dream <laughs> matchup for the one-off. Is it Notre Dame against someone else? Are you talking about a, a, an early season neutral well, yeah, game? Yeah, just because, or is it like, is it is it a school like that that has fans everywhere around the world? Like, who's who are some schools you're like, boy, if we could get them, we know Las Vegas is going to draw anyone, right? We know people are going to come like this week. But is there two or three schools you're like, boy, you get them, then you are really talking about instant sellout and people in restaurants and hotels and everything because their fan base is just so global. Are there a few teams like that, or are there more than we think? Yeah, I mean, Look, clearly Notre Dame is one of those teams, but but I will say that I think we've already announced that game. I mean, if, if you take USC and LSU right, and okay. you say USC has a tremendous fan base here in Las Vegas, they have a huge alumni base here in Las Vegas, and they, they, they are a four-and-a-half-hour car ride from L.A., USC is, is, is entrenched and is a part of this community and, and has huge, huge boosters all throughout the city. And then you take LSU, which is a wild and crazy fan base that – that I've seen them take New Orleans over before. And if you watch Twitter after we made that announcement, LSU fans are all coming going, do you think Vegas has enough booze for us? Do you think Vegas can handle us? <laughs> Buddy, if, if we gave – I will tell you this, in the conversations that we had with LSU, if we gave them the opportunity to buy all 65,000 seats for Allegiant Stadium, they would have bought all 65,000 wow. seats. There's no doubt about that. It's amazing. They, they joked about – they even joked about it. They thought – you know, can you get more seats? Because we're gonna, we're going to need more. So I think we've already hit the home run on the on on the dream matchup, in my opinion. When you guys are scheduling these early season matchups, how much is it you guys going out and saying, "Hey, let's match up these teams versus two teams that maybe already agreed to play each other, but are just trying to find a venue to do it." Um, it's it, it's us, it's us, because it's it's tied to it's tied to their scheduling, it's tied to the TV rights. I will tell you. Um, you know, I, I just gave my guy Dave McCann a, a hard time up in Salt Lake. I called him up and I said, you just wrote a story that, that, that didn't tell the right story because this BYU game and this Arizona game, this all started with us at the Las Vegas Bowl years and years ago where when BYU was coming out, we know the tremendous success that they've had in the bowl game and they were no longer going to be a part of the Mountain West. We went to BYU and we said, how do we get you involved in, this, in, in, in Las Vegas still going forward? given the fact that you're not involved in the Mountain West. The first piece to the deal was we got them in a Las Vegas Bowl on a one-time rotation over five years, which we utilized in 2015. The second part to that agreement was we were going to help schedule two neutral site games for them, one in Phoenix, which they played BYU at, 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 um, at, at, at the Cardinal Stadium, and then one here in Las Vegas. At the time we did the deal, this game was supposed to be played at Sam Boyd Stadium. Allegiant Stadium wasn't even thought of. And uh, we were hoping to sell 
36,000, 38,000 seats. Now Allegiance built, you know, here we are six years later, and Allegiance built, and now we, we have the ability to sell 65,000 seats. It's an absolute home run. Um, but, but, but that's how those deals kind of come about. The USC deal, quite frankly, came about on a golf trip. Uh, I was sitting there talking to uh, the, the, the senior associate AD at USC about how we get them involved because I just came back from a trip from Florida where my buddy's the head coach of Florida, and he wanted to come play a neutral site game in Vegas at the new stadium. So as a joke, I threw it to SC, and we tried to get the deal done. We couldn't get schedules to line up, and, and, and next thing you know, we got USC and LSU to line up. So sometimes these things, you, you, you really work a number of years to happen. Sometimes they fall into place by, by accident, but, but, but make no mistake about it, we're out, we're out making phone calls, and we're out trying to get these games here to Las Vegas. What a life you lead. Florida to the golf course. Oh, <laughs> what a life. John Look Cicente. at you, Grady. Just, just, just stirring the pot, man. <laughs> you, 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 you. you buried the lead. I was in Florida and came back to the golf course. Uh, John, we well, want no, you to. I was, I was at a bowl game. I was attending oh, a bowl game uh, as a fan. Uh, I, was, I was actually at the Peach Bowl watching Florida play Michigan, and I, I got to be on the official travel party for Florida. Well, why so wouldn't you I be? I realized. I realize how much time you have on your hands being part of the family at a ball trip. So you, you spend a lot of time in the hospitality room, and you spend a lot of time getting real creative, coming up with crazy ideas. And that's where it, that's where it kind of stemmed from. Yeah, you're burying yourself here at the hospitality room, and I'm on the trip, and I'm with the family. Anyway, we want you to have an all, we want you to have a sellout this week. So tell people, John Sassenti, where they can get tickets. I appreciate that, Granny. You're, you're the best, buddy. We, well, we got about 6,400 seats left right now. We're trying to get everybody fired up. I know there's a lot of Arizona fans in town. There's a lot of BYU fans in town. Let's break the college football record here at the stadium. Uh, the best way to go is through our Las Vegas Bowl website, which is lvbowl.com. Uh, again, there's, you know, anybody that's been in that stadium, you know there's not a bad seat in there, and it's an affordable ticket. Um, but let's fill that thing. Let's sell it out, and let's set the new record for, uh, for college football attendance here in the state of Nevada. LVBowl.com. He is John Sassenti with the Las Vegas Bowl. John, we appreciate it this morning. There's a golf course waiting for you, baby. We'll talk to you later. Uh, <laughs> not on game week, Grady. Oh, no. Why would you? Uh, you get some of that swag. What a life. Uh, he's the best. Yes, I like how uh, you said what a life. And he's like, well, I was well, actually yeah. at a bowl game yeah. in the hospitality yeah, Exactly. Suites. Like he just buried himself even more. It's not like, well, you know, I'm working really hard over there at that beach bowl. All right, here we go. We've got a four pack of tickets to give away to UNLV against Eastern Washington on Thursday. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. If you want to go see UNLV season opener against Eastern Washington, we got four tickets for you. 702-364-1100. We will take caller number six. Clear eyes, full hearts, You're locked in the press box. Congratulations to Matt. He won four tickets to go see UNLV and Eastern Washington at Elite Stadium on Thursday. And now I regret to inform anybody that Jared is in control. Of the yes, rest of you're the in show. control of the show, and he's, it's going to be a great. He's great got a moment. surprise for Ed. I don't I'm even know excited. what it is. Okay, so I was uh, all right. So we spend a lot of time making fun of Tyler's lack of pop culture, but we don't spend a lot of time like letting Ed discuss things that he enjoys about pop culture. And I was talking to Damon Cotton mm-hmm. from Raider Nation Radio about uh, what he did over the weekend, and he literally binged the entirety 
of Friday Night Lights, and he wants someone to talk about it. And so I figured, yes. hey, it's a sports show. You love that. You bring that show up oh. a lot, and none of us know what it is. So I figured, let's give Ed the opportunity to discuss Friday Night Lights with somebody well, who's actually seen the show and not two people who will just stare at him blankly and go, is that the thing with Billy Bob Thornton? No, it's a five-season series that was uh, was on NBC. Uh, it it needed, DeMond was going to know this, it needed a swell of support. You know when shows are dropped and you kind of get the underbelly swell of support? Well, that happened to the point where they brought it back and then it went to Netflix. It is based loosely on the book and on the movie with Billy Bob Thornton of Friday Night Lights, which, let's start at the obvious question. Your favorite player, your favorite actor? Ooh, it's got to be Matt Saracen. Oh, nice. Very nice. Saracen, yeah. Good for you. Well, you know, the funny thing about this, it was shot in Austin, Texas. And the funny thing about these kids, and this happens a lot with acting, like Matt, Matt, um, uh, Matt Saracen, when he's shooting it, he's like this 15, 16, 17-year-old quarterback. He's like 25 in real life at the time. Which All these kids you are way acted. too old for that show. Yeah, they're way too old for that show. And you, as a former oh, actor, so can understand that. You can look a lot yeah. younger. This kid, when I heard he was in his 20s, I'm like, wow. Um, it was also a show where you began to see, I'll ask him on this, that you began to see the brilliance of Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan comes on in the last two series as Vince Howard, and a lot of people who didn't know Michael B. Jordan in terms of his acting uh, acumen go like, who is that kid? And, of course, Michael B. Jordan has now gone into, you know, he's an incredible actor. Um, but I thought, I mean, I, let's see. If I go favorite, I have to go with the wife and the daughter, which is Tim Riggins. Taylor Kitsch, who's a Canadian guy who played Tim Riggins. Um, but I, I like Michael B. Jordan's acting so well. I'm going to go Michael B. Jordan. Uh, very underrated, and I think you'll agree with this. Very underrated was uh, Mrs. Taylor. Oh, she was oh, great. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Come on, y'all. I yeah, mean, y'all. Yeah, needed y'all. a couple of y'alls every episode. Yeah, did she ever say a quote or a line without y'all? Hello, y'all. And then it was like, oh, man, come on. Uh, okay, favorite <laughs> high school girl in terms of which were the girlfriends of the players? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go Lila. Nice. Yeah, Lila Garrity. Garrity. Yeah. Yes. Lila Garrity, who in real life was with Derek Jeter for many years. Now she's with uh, Trevor Noah from The yeah. Daily Show. Hey. Absolutely. I don't want to leave these guys out. I want to play a, I want to play a quick game of two truths and okay. a lie there you and go. see if they can get it. And okay. this is all going to be from season two of the show okay. because season two was just outrageous. It's a great season. <laughs> okay. An injured player who will never be able to walk again, he takes another player. They go down to Mexico to get a stem cell surgery. That's one option. <laughs> <laughs> a, a prominent booster brings a kid fresh out of juvie who has never played football before, and he becomes a star on a state-winning team defense. Both these things sound like something that would happen in Texas. Yes. All right. Okay, fresh out of juvie. And also, a walk-on player, the nerdy best friend of the new starting quarterback, commits a murder to what? save another student from assault. Tell me the two truths and a lie. I mean, the juvie one, it sounds the most reasonable, so I have to assume it's the lie. Tyler? <laughs> All right, I got to go. Tyler just started watching Game of Thrones, yeah. and he's like, wait, this was happening in a show about football? And this was all season two, all the second season. Okay. Great season. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with Jared. The the booster getting the guy out of juvie is the lie. All true. <laughs> Every one of them. Every one of them. What was happening in this Matt Saracen, the star quarterback, gets injured in the pilot, the first episode. A scout said he was the best quarterback that he's ever seen play in high school. He gets in a he gets in an accident on the field. 
He's, you know, in a wheelchair for the rest of the series, but he, he goes to Mexico because he's going to get this new stem cell surgery. And in that night, they're him in Mexico, him and Tim Riggins are in Mexico. And he's like, I'm going to get a shot in my spine. Now, that was Jason. Jason J- Street. Yes, Jason, Jason Street. Street. Yes. That was what Jason is Street. happening in this show? And these kids missed like two weeks of school. Yeah. No one, just, no one better and, than us. And, and Riggins is just wheeling him around Mexico in a wheelchair. <laughs> and then he calls Lila because Lila was with Jason Street before he got paralyzed. And then she went with Tim Riggins. That's another drama in the whole series. She left the guy who couldn't walk uh, for his best friend, friend, Texas Forever. Uh, Had to call her because Street was intent on going through with this stem cell in some weird closet in Tijuana, it appeared, which is like you don't want to have your back worked on. Although he had issues anyway. I don't know if he'd come out of it worse. He's in a wheelchair. I mean, I don't know if he could have been worse. So uh, incredible show. Um, Lila was great. it was just, you know, Julie Taylor, uh, underrated, uh, Matt Saracen's longtime girlfriend. In the end, they're together in Chicago. Last scene of, so the greatest is the last scene of the entire series is they're playing for the state championship. Coach Taylor has been, and now at East Dillon instead of Dillon Panthers because of the, this guy, uh, this other booster came in, uh, Joe came in and just blew everything up. The last scene is Vince Howard has to throw a pass 60 yards to win the state title. The ball goes in the air. You never see it. When the ball comes down, you see how their lives ended up. You know, one went in the Marines. One Coach Taylor went to Philly with his wife's coach. But on every scene, if you see the character, the camera kind of totally goes in, and you see a ring on everyone's finger. So, obviously, you know they won the state title. Tex- oh, Tim Riggins and his brother Billy, great scene from like beyond where they're building a house on Tim's uh, land and it's the sunset in Austin, Texas. Beautiful scene. They click the beer bottles, look at each other. Texas forever. Tim Texas Riggins forever. went to prison for his brother. So they yeah. have, like, and he went to prison so for his strong. brother. I mean, close bond there. Texas forever. Clear eyes, full hearts. Everyone, everyone yeah, can't exactly. Lose. Clear eyes, full hearts, Texas forever. We can't lose. Um, every once in a while, out of the blue, I'll just text Tony Sanchez as a TSU now, Texas forever. Jared, this is probably your best idea ever. <laughs> Thanks, this Juan. is the happiest Thanks, that man. has been in years. <laughs>